Breaking news out of Iran. Five Americans held for years in an Iranian prison have now been released but put in house arrest. CNN chief international anchor Christian Amanpour broke this news for us and joins us now. So, Christian, what more are you learning about their release? Well, they were released today. They have been seen, cited, and it's all confirmed by their lawyers, family, and by the United States, the White House, State Department, and even by Iran. We got a confirmation and a comment from Iran. They have been in Siamak for more than seven years, nearly eight years. Emad uh, Shagi and Morad Tabaz, these are a businessman and an environmentalist who were sentenced to 10 years. They have been uh, seized since 2018, so five years. And two other Americans also who have not been made public in terms of their names have also been released. Now, they are going, as you said, to house arrest at a hotel in, they are currently there, in Tehran, and they have been seen by the Swiss ambassador. The Swiss government does take care of American interests, while America has no diplomatic relations with Iran. Now, we believe that under the terms of the broader deal, the uh, hostages, the prisoners who are now under house arrest, will be finally freed and allowed to leave Iran only when the full terms of the deal have been settled, when all the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and then a plane will come and take them out. This is being mediated as well by the Persian Gulf state of Qatar, and it also involves um, financial transactions between South Korea and Iran. I just want to play for you um, a little bit of an interview that Siamak Namazi bravely gave me from jail five months ago in desperation to get their plight in front of, you know, the administration and the world. He actually called out, used phone privileges, which he did have after eight years in prison, um, to call out. And this is a little bit of what he said. I think the very fact that I've chosen to take this risk and appear on CNN from from Evin prison. It should just tell you how dire my situation has become uh, by this point. I've been a hostage for seven and a half years now. Um, that's six times the duration of the hostage crisis. I keep getting told um, that I'm going to be rescued um, and deals fall apart or I get left abandoned. Um, Honestly, the other hostages and I desperately need President Biden to finally hear us out, to finally hear our cry for help and bring us home. And I suppose desperate times call for desperate measures. So this is a desperate measure. So that desperate measure, as he said, has borne some fruit. Now, all the families and their representatives are very careful not to put the cart before the horse. They know that this is the first step, a welcome step, but there's a number of weeks of negotiations to complete before they can actually come home. Importantly, we got a reaction and a confirmation from the Iranian government when we called, when, when my team called and asked them, the UN mission in uh, New York, who said this is a result of humanitarian cooperation operation also by a third-party government. Iran and the U.S. have agreed to reciprocally, reciprocally release and pardon five prisoners. And the transfer today, they said, the Iranians said, is a first step to that. So that means the Iranians expect five prisoners to be released by the United States at some point in the future. And then there's the bigger question of, of the frozen funds that Iran expects to get, not directly into a, a trust kind of account managed by the Qataris, we understand, 
only to be used for humanitarian aid and goods that are not sanctioned and, and for the good of Iranians who are suffering under severe sanctions and, you know, their government mismanagement at the moment. Christian, what more do we know about those prisoners who Iran would be receiving and, and the, the amount of money that they would be getting back? And if I may, to what extent this is, is tied to the conversations uh, over Iran's nuclear program as well? Well, look, you know that uh, the U.S., certainly the Biden administration, really wanted to go back into the nuclear deal. And, and, and years now uh, of, of discussions have yielded nothing yet in that, in that department. So they then, you know, had to figure out how to get these Americans home. Now, the money is not American money. This is very important to understand. It is Iranian funds uh, that, uh, that the South Koreans owe them for getting Iranian energy. It's somewhere, we understand from previous conversations and previous interviews, in the region of six to seven billion dollars. So the, the, uh, the idea is to unfreeze that amount of money and put it into a third-party controlled account that will then help you know, go to help in a humanitarian way um, Iranians inside Iran. Uh, we don't know, I don't know, the nature of the, uh, um, the Iranian prisoners held in the United States. Um, they may be, as in the past, a sort of a combination of some business people, sometimes journalists, um, those who have been arrested for whatever America says they, uh, laws they violated. This has happened before. Many, many American presidents have undergone this kind of transaction. Tragically, Siyah Maknamazi, who's the longest held, was left behind uh, during the prisoner swap that accompanied the nuclear deal back in 2015-2016, and he was left behind during deals to free two Americans under the Trump administration in 2019. So for him and his family, this has been a massive ordeal. Um, and, of course, they, of course, deny any wrongdoing. As he said to me, we haven't so much as jaywalked. We were taken for one reason only, and that's because we're Americans. A massive ordeal, uh, a positive first step to, to get these Americans home. But, Christian, as you note, uh, there is a lot more uh, that needs to be worked out. Christian Amanpour, who broke this news, thank you very much. Appreciate it.